0: Welcome to episode 86 of About the Cards Podcast live tonight on YouTube. As always, with me, my host, Stephen Loffler, as you Quacks Twins. Oh, hi. Ben Wilson at our trading cards. And I'm Tim Shepler at Big Shep 79. We are podcast by collectors for collectors, hoping to bring you a smart and insightful podcast discussing trading card collecting. Only we're hoping to bring you. We're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific,
1: 10 Central.
0: On YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, uh, all those fun places. Follow us on Twitter at About the Cars, we're available as a podcast pretty much everywhere. Check out the website aboutthecards.wordpress.com. Good evening, fellas. How are we doing? Another week? Oh, hi. Of collecting. Um,
1: quick to address, a minor note. Um, there was a video that we posted that was from the Topps RIP Party. Um, I hadn't yet listened to it, but somebody had said that the audio was bad, and that's just a ma- uh, nature of the venue that we were in. Um, I'm going to edit it and hopefully make the audio better and then re-upload it.
0: All right, sounds so good. So keep an eye out for that. that. Stuff. So how are you doing, Sir Benjamin?
2: I am excellent. I am excellent. I I can't wait for my Mike Miner tops living, which we'll get to.
0: Ugh. Yeah, but that's about to get you kicked out of the stream. Uh, no,
2: oh, settle down, so, settle down.
0: Uh, a little bit of sad news as we start off the show, and uh, we hate to start this way, but uh, we think it's appropriate. We need we need to bring it up. Uh, at Mr. DS grumpy, Larry Ribideau, uh, passed away. Ruben. This past passed away this last Friday, uh, 62. He was a big time collector. Um, anybody that ever ran into him, he was very generous, very knowledgeable, very caring and sharing. Um, I ended up with a lot of, uh, those Walgreens yellows from last year's set.
2: Amen. Yeah. From Him.
0: He hooked it up, uh, especially yes. Garrett Hampson. I think I got two from him. Uh, the ones I have, uh, His son's tweeted out from his account. Hey, everyone, this is Larry's son's Dylan and Vince. Uh, We were good to inform you all, uh, all of his friends and his card buddies, that Larry passed away this morning peacefully at home. I know he valued all of your friendships and loved the kind words sent to him since his battle started. It was a quick one, too. Like, he'd been ill for, like, a not very long period of time. I know some people put a big care package to him that unfortunately didn't make it to him, but it made it to his sons this last week, Scott Berger. Uh, was delivering that, um, and so they got to trade some stories about their dad, and you know, and, and Scott brought some Twitter stories and that kind of stuff. So I know people reached out to them and shared shared some. So um, he had one of the best Twitter bios I think ever. It was short and simple. It says, "Laughter is pain free." IPC Nolan Ryan. Anything that looks good.
2: What what a great what a hobby. What simple way to collect? Yeah.
1: It's perfect. And, you know, to that, I know that one of his huge things was 1991 Upper Deck, the Heroes of Sport, I think is what they called it. Um, he had the autographed versions. He was trying to get the P- highest PSA grades of those for his sons, uh, as well as the 68 Nolan Ryan.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Larry was a good guy. Last year with the Yellows, I went back because I was talking to his son in private through Larry's account. And I asked permission if we could mention Larry's passing on our show tonight. And he's like, man, I'd be honored. And, and I said, you know, Larry was a good friend. So we really want to do it because he meant a lot to each of us. And I, I saw the last conversation I had had with him, which was about the yellows in private at least. And I asked him, you know, hey, if you have any A's. And he's like, I got the Loriano for you. And, and he's like, what's your address? And I said, no, man, I've got to send you something because Loriano was selling a lot higher last year. I said there's no way this is like a fifteen dollar card. And he's like, What's your address? It's yours. And right. that was the kind of guy to me that summed him up in a nutshell. That was the kind of collector he was. He 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 got it and rehomed it to the right person who he felt was the right person, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I feel terrible, you know, it was, it was horrible news, of course, and we we want to offer our condolences to the whole family. Uh, and, and his extended family and anybody who's listening out there that were friends with him, you know, personally, or just through Twitter, you know, um, you know, he, he was a good guy and he'll be missed in the hobby and, uh, Definitely. you know, it, it, it's, it's always tough when we lose one of our, one of our quote unquote brothers or sisters
0: for sure. Um, and also, too, Tony Fernandez uh, passed away this week at 57. Um, he was kidney disease. He was a 17-year uh, Major League vet with the with the Blue Jays, Padres, Mets, Reds, Yankees, Indians, and Brewers. Uh, he was one of the most famous trades of all time. He and McGriff for Alomar and Carter, uh, who helped the Jays win two series in 92 and 93. Funny enough that, that uh, Tony made it back to that 93 team. And uh, help them uh, win that World Series title. He was a five-time All Star and a four-time Gold Glover. I think all his Gold Gloves were in a succession. In the mid '80s, uh, he was one of those. Um, just he was just like a, a gr- like everyday great player, right? Like he just he was in the sure. lineup. You knew he was going to come out. He was going to hit. He, he was going to steal. He was going to play defense, and he was going to be a good valuable asset to your team. And I think I mean, look, he played for all these different teams and. Playoff teams. I mean, the the Yankees and the Indians were in the playoffs at those points in time, in the late uh, the late 90s. Um, so it's a you know it was a quick thing. he been we found out he was kind of sick, and then all of a sudden, boom, was he was gone. And you know, and right. it's sad. 157s is way too young. But uh, I would say he was like you know when they always have those in archives the fan favorites. I think in Toronto, Tony Gwynn would be on that list with that outfield of Bell, Mosby, and uh, Barfield. Right. Like you think of those eighties and nineties blue Jays, he's one of the top five or six.
2: He, he yeah. was one of the, yeah, he was one of those dudes, you know, Tim, Tim and I being a little older than Steph, you know, you'd get the, the, the Ames and the Remco or, or uh, Revco and, 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 Woolworth uh, Woolworths packs of the all-stars. And he was in a few of those sets. Um, he was one of those guys. He was really hard to hate regardless of what team he had played for. Um, To me, he was always like a slightly better version of like a Tony Phillips, a guy that can play multiple positions, um, kind of a jack-of-all-trades. I mean, solid shortstop for Toronto for years. Um, One one of those players that you always wish somehow had made it to your favorite team. He never did make it to Oakland for me, uh, but he was always fun to watch and and fun to root against because he was such a good player. You know, he's such a fun player to watch. And so, yeah, like you said, 57 is such a young age to pass away.
1: Well, and, you know, speaking personally, you know, um, and I got an image pulled up here. I've said in the past that, you know, the Topps Archive Signature Series is kind of a trash product in that, you know, you'd get like two or three cards and like a Tony Fernandez. And now I feel like trash because I'm not walking back my statement on those products. But this might be a perfect instance of where you'd want a Tony Fernandez auto um where they had it fulfilled and you know now blue jays fans who want to relive the 92 and 93 world series can go back and pick up his auto and um i'd offer them up to any blue jays fan i think i have two in one of my boxes
2: i'll, t- I'll tell you this much honestly if if i was opening up archives and I got a fan favorite auto and I got a Tony Fernandez, dude. I would be I'd have been ecstatic because I loved watching Fernandez. And especially on that 85 card. Look at that. That's a slick looking card. The, the two different color blues. Isn't that
0: his rookie year?
2: Um, yeah, it might have been, yeah. I think it is. I think he had an 84. But to to me, that that that's why I love the archives fan favorites. I don't want them to do away with that. Aspect of the collecting hobby. That's just my personal preference. I just think that if they could figure out a way to put it in another product, like maybe Heritage, you know, why couldn't you have a subset in Heritage? Because it works so well with that. Or or another one, maybe, you know.
0: No, yeah, it's uh, 90, $94. Donner, so this is a rookie card. That's right. I remember he had a rated rookie. I can remember what year it was.
2: So, no. uh, he, 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 you know, he's the kind of, we need more of that. And less of the tops archive signature crap. That's just yeah, it's more. Off. Yeah, yeah. We, we need more of the guys from the '80s and the '90s. And as years go on, obviously the 2000s. Um, it, it's just it, to to me as the collector, it's it's good stuff. It's fun and like you know, an ode to our friend Larry, right? Yeah, I, I collect what I like. I'm sorry if, if if Tim and I are at the show next month and I saw one of those in the showcase for 12 bucks, 10 bucks, eight bucks. I I I'd, I'd probably buy it, even though it falls outside of my my main PC because right. it's a one-off it's it's collecting some autos of some guys you know Dale Murphy's one that I don't have that I need I got an Andre Dawson you know Eric Davis stuff like that yeah
0: well let's let's get into uh some happier stuff, stuff that uh, I think that that Larry would enjoy uh the week that was last week's releases tops living week 101 <laughs> It card 285 Edgar Martinez Hall of Fame uh player without a position Seattle Mariners. He sold just over twenty-two hundred and card two eighty-six. Brad Ziegler, pitcher and awesome collector of the Miami Marlins. You uh, sold... say
1: that, but the DH award is named after him for a reason.
0: I'm just giving him a hard time. Of I course. like Edgar. I always like. It. He should have been the Hall of Fame a long time. ago. Uh, sold twenty-one cards over two thousand, so he broke just broke that barrier. Um, you know, so not not shocking. I, I mean, I picked up two Zieglers because I'm going to send him one and ask for an autograph. Uh, to go with my shack. Now we just need to, to get Neshek. Phil Hughes uh, and Topps Living so I can complete the trio of baseball pitchers to collect. Trevor the May. Lo- Tre- oh, Trevor May collects?
1: And he shot out a video this morning saying, between these dates and these dates is when you can send to this address. Between these days and these days, this is when you can send off.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Please
1: include return shipping.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, really, like, if you're not doing that, then he should get to keep the card, like. <laughs> right. Yeah, so no, I mean, were you guys shocked at all this week at the, at the numbers?
1: Not particularly. Yeah, More of the same for Top's Living.
0: Yep, yeah, right, right where we expect. Uh, this week will probably be different. 2019-2020 Panini Donneris Optic Basketball drop. The hottest product. Out. It's on fire. If you can make money, you can make money. You find it in a retail store. Don't even open it. Just put it on. Sell It doesn't matter what it is. You're going to make a ton of money. Uh, one of our friends bought a couple hundred dollars worth and made like, was it two x on it? Yeah. So, something to uh, that effect. Something crazy. He. This is a guy that doesn't do that. Like this guy doesn't doesn't go out and buy wax. Uh,
1: Self-proclaimed set collector.
0: Yeah. Hardcore set collector, uh, and tigers collector. Anything tigers. Uh, we also had 2019 Panini plates and patches football drop, and then 1920 upper deck allure hockey. Hot off the presses, this week's new releases. Yes! Tops Living Week 102, card 287. Hall of Famer, third baseman, best third baseman ever, 98.2% of the Hall of Fame, top like 10. George Brett of the Kansas City Royals. Settle down, man.
2: Settle down. Woo! You need, take, you need to take your video off because you're lucky yes, to have clothes on,
0: much like the guy
2: on Twitter today. Uh.
0: Yes, oh hey, William. Um, let me slide <laughs> it in, in them DMs. Um, yes, this is oh, a boy. amazing card. Uh, I've already made my purchase, I actually went direct to tops, that's how many I purchased, and at one point in time it said it was sold out, guys. I bought all of the George Bretts. They, I what, bought so many, they couldn't print enough.
2: What's funny What's funny is we got a private message or a, a, a message from uh, or tagged by Topps Living Stat this morning. And it was Stephanie and, I, and it says, I forget what, what exactly what it said. It said something to the effect of, Guys, you somebody know, check on Shep. <laughs> somebody check on Shep. And I'm just like, what in the world is going on? And, and, and I'm looking at that. And I'm thinking I don't understand. And then, like moments later, he ends up sending out the, the George Brett, and I'm like, now I get it. Yeah. So how many how many Mike Miners did you buy?
0: I didn't buy any it, Mike Miners.
2: Oh, quit lying. Zero. Zero. It, it's about time we get another big time so Hall of, well, hall of well famer. The
0: other The other card, real quick, was 288 it's Mike Miners. It's still Miner, pitcher, a big Texas time. Rangers. For us to get um, another. So.
2: Yeah, it's it's about time that, that Brett gets it. And I I hope we're going to see more and more of the Brett um, era Hall of Famers as the weeks go on because we need more of that '70s and '80s representation. I think. You know, I, I got a question for you guys.
1: Do you know if the Rangers have had more tops living cards this year than cards in series one? Of course. Or is it neck and neck, one and one?
0: Uh, I think it's I think it's
2: tied one to one.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah. All right. So, mo- moving on in reference to the George Brett, let's go ahead. Oh, what I mean, the show's over.
0: We're we're gonna end the show oh. right there. No, and then also card two eighty eight, Mike Miner pitcher of the Rangers. Uh, no, uh, so real quick, how many Bretts is, are there? We got a question. Will he outsell Raleigh Fingers? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, Raleigh Fingers sold, like six. Um no, actually Raleigh Fingers hold twenty six thirty-three. I say Brett adds at least a thousand to that number. So Brett's over thirty six hundred.
2: No way. Now right. now now to, Top Top's living living stat, our, our friend on Twitter, he he DMs he me and he's like, Hey, listen, you know, what what do you guys think? Why don't you guys talk about it? And I said, There's no way Brett doesn't clear three. And then he starts coming at me with numbers, right? He's like, "Listen, four of the last sixteen legends sold less than three grand, and or, or you know, four four of the sixteen sold over three grand." And he's just he's going nuts on these numbers, and and he's like, "Watch it be closer than you think." I think Brett gets three thousand. I don't think he gets thirty three hundred.
0: Okay, I, I what's our bet? I say, he hits over thirty three hundred.
2: You say over thirty three hundred. Yeah. All right, we got we got a card show coming up, right? Five dollars shopping spree. Five dollars. I was gonna say ten. Five dollars is fine.
0: We gonna do ten. I don't want to take all your money though. I don't want you to have nothing left to spend at the show.
1: Well, no, he's gonna have to make you pay for it.
2: Five five bucks sounds good because five bucks is a cup of coffee, right? Yeah. So you can have a cup of coffee or five dollars spending spree. I would, to be honest,
0: I would like to lose the bet and he fall to three thousand one hundred and fifty four, the number of hits he had in his career.
2: That would be so, awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this much: if he hits that smack on the dot, you still win. So you got That's over 30, 3,301 or thirty three hundred on the dot and above, right? I'll take thirty two ninety nine and below, but you do you do reserve thirty one fifty four. All right, good deal. All okay. Right.
1: So on Bye-bye. a related note, speaking of uh, George Brett, apparently Heritage Auctions had his. Uh, oh, this jersey. That jersey. At yeah. one of the radio shows here, yeah, this morning
0: it was up at like eighty-five thousand, I think, something like that. My wife said no. We'll get to it. Yeah. Um. So check out Tops Living Staff for full breakdown of where these cards <laughs> just fall respectively in my in the set by team and by position. We also have 2019 Panini Select football drops today, two hundred thirty-five dollars or so a box, twelve packs per box, five cards per pack. Break. Uh, you get two autos, one mem card, six inserts, and 15 prism parallels. It's a 300-card base set. With each uh, each hundred, s- there's three sections of it. It's divided up, each with a slightly different design and separate mix of prism parallels. There's the concourse um, set, and that's most common. You're going to get 24 of those a box. Premier levels, 10 a box, and field levels, 2 a box. So good luck if you want to build the set. There's and also this is-
1: Kind of a preview in that uh, baseball is getting select again this year.
0: Yep. Um, there's also the XRC Redemption. So, another preview. It's a promise for cards for the key 2020 draft picks. They're one in every four boxes. And there's also Miss Redemption autographs that are inserted. I saw Mojo pull one. It was a uh, tie-dye Miss Redemption autograph, QB, or, or no, I'm sorry, number one. Basically, it was the number one pick the way it was worded. So, most likely a Joe Burrows. And you know what they were doing, which is different than they've done in the past. Normally in the past they would just random through all. They're actually holding on to all the XRCs they pull <laughs> to send them to the rightful owner of that break. So if you bought into the Bengals break, and I think it was pretty cheap because the the Bengals first round draft pick was from my high school, but he played offensive tackle. He's not going to be in this. And they don't, you know, there wasn't a lot else in there, so you could have gotten the Bengals super cheap and a break, and now you're going to get a Joe maybe a Joe Burrow's number one pick tie dye. Auto? That's pretty awesome. Uh, we always love the XRCs here. Uh, look for Rookie Signature Memorabilia, Prisms, and also Jumbo Signature Swatches. Those are going to be good. And one of my favorite all-time sets, back from the Fleer days, Rookie Sensation Inserts. Tradition? No, I don't like Fleer Tradition. Like, old days Fleer, when they had those Rookie Sensations, like what was that, 91 with the blue? Oh, or 92, whatever that was. Oh, those were sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet cards. Um, So, yeah, that's that drops. And then also, too, dropping today, 2019-2020 Upper Deck Series 2 Hockey. $60 a box. Hey, look at that. A hot hobby box people want, and there's cards in there people are chasing, but it's at a reasonable price. 60 bucks.
1: And if unless you live in Dallas, you can actually find it at retail. Yeah.
0: 24 packs per box, 8 cards per pack. You're going to get one Opeechee Update Blue Foil, two Opeechi retro uh, Update Retros, four uh, Canvas, four rookie, uh, Portrait Rookies, uh, five Opeechee Update Cards, six Young Guns, which is what you're chasing. Those are the rookie cards. The 250-card yep. base set with 200 vets and the 50 Young Guns. Well, it's 49 in a checklist. Uh, it's a continuation of the flagship of Series 1, of course, and more base and inserts and Young Guns. And they also include updates for the 1920 Opeachy set, so they released Opeachy. but then the update for Opeachy is actually boop, 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 in packed in series two, and the so, photo
1: for canvas doesn't do it justice because it's no. the texture thing.
0: Yeah, no, I was gonna talk about that. Yeah, the the canvas cards um, are one of the big inserts in the set, but their base cards just done in like a, a really vintage, like almost uh, like a paint, like a, a canvas, like if you felt like a painting, right? Mm-hmm. Canvasy material, it, it's legit. Legit like that. So um Young guns are short are basically short prints, wanting one, one every four packs. Some key ones we went through. We we had five here. So card four fifty one, Kirby Datch. Right? Center of the Blackhawks. Yep. Yes. And then um we have card four four fifty-eight. John Marino is a defenseman for the penguins. Four seventy eight. What's up? Not the dolphins. The penguins, yes. Shh. But John Dan Marino was from Pittsburgh, played at Pittsburgh. Weird connection. Uh, card four seventy-eight, Philippe Zadine, Zadina, Zadina, forward for the Red Wings. And card four ninety-three, Kale McCar, defenseman for the Avalanche. I actually pulled a UD Canvas uh, Young Guns and some Series One. Sold that. I've taken that money and I bought his his Young Guns today, and also card four ninety-nine. Capo Keiko, forward for the Rangers. Picked both those bad boys up today. I'm excited. Plus, I picked up a Hughes a couple of days ago. Collecting that hockey. That's where you need to be. Get on that ice. Can't get them started. Ah, no, I, it's fun. No, I, the, the fun thing is, is looking at these hockey cards, Um, the ph- photography is just phenomenal. You know, uh, I saw that they also have like the acid clear acetates their their tough inserts their hobby exclusives. Yep. Vets are one in every 96 packs. Young guns are one in every 288 packs. Mojo did a, break, a case break today and I saw him pull two uh maker young guns and a clear out of one mm. case. So the whoever bought that case or whoever bought the avalanche there uh did an outstanding job. Uh select baseball cards base cards also have variations which are one in every 1000 packs.
1: Kind of look like these.
0: And then there's a second group of, of the blue of the St. Louis Blues that got their day with the cup cards. There's eight of them, and those are one in a thousand, and showing their personal time with the Stanley Cup. Uh, OPG update cards cover both veterans, which are one in every twenty-four packs, and rookies, which are one in six. There's a lot going on in a box for sixty dollars. You didn't hear me say autographs. There are autographs. I think it's like one per case, give or take, is what I heard. Uh, which is what they about they fall, but it's not about the autographs, it's about those young guns. It's I love it, it's collectible rookie cards. Yep, and it has been that way for a long, long time. I think we talked about this during series one. So,
1: well, yeah, because the first young guns were what 89, 90?
0: It was, no, was it 90, 91? 90, 91 was the first 90 year. 91? Yep, yep, so it um, is the best sport um I, I see i'm not Steph was with me when i busted my first box of hockey ever and i pulled out it was series two last year and i pulled out uh, uh connor no 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 connor hart what's his name hart carter hart for the, carter. For the yeah for the flyers and uh I'm told that was a good one so
1: at the upper deck booth no less
0: yes Right there. So check out ER Cracknell's articles on Beckett.com slash snooze for a lot more details on these releases. He also too just sent out the, the checklist for series or for Tops Heritage, which drops next week. Um we're gonna get into that. What's brewing next week's releases? Twenty twenty tops heritage. Uh so Cracknell dropped that checklist today, broke it down by teams on autographs. Royals, no autographs. Only two three short prints though, and one for the Giants, I'm happy. Um, no tiger short prints. No tiger short prints. Uh, but you know what's funny? The Rangers had one card in Series 1, right? You think like, okay, so Series 1's printed, and then two weeks later, they have, Her- or three weeks later, Heritage comes out. Heritage, 14 Rangers. So <laughs> what What happened, you assholes?
1: Well, see, what ha- happened was we weren't we going to wo- put the foil
2: on Good Heritage. times. Her- Heritage. Oh, by the way, Tim, there's a card that we both need together. Um, I know we'll get into it later with the Heritage, but there's a Reggie Jackson, Jorge Soler, uh, then and now uh, insert.
0: Just buy it and cut it in half.
2: That's what we're going to do.
0: But no, like. Uh... Anyway. When,
2: when you have a checklist released two weeks after the other one and your excuse is something to do with a logo or some crap, And then another product comes out two weeks later and you've got an overabundance. A typical checklist should have about 14 cards, right? You know, roughly. Um, What gives?
0: Yeah, they have five short prints, so good luck. Uh,
2: Good (laughs) luck building that too. And also if
0: you like superstars and young players, they're all going to be short prints too, really, except for I think Mike Trout is in in the regular base set. I looked, Buster Posey is too. There's a handful, but if you want Alonzo Guerrero, Tatis... Uh, a lot of Acuna, a lot of the, the guys, people are want. they're all short prints so.
2: Yeah. Uh, again, again, I think they did that for the first time last year, right?
0: Yeah. just loaded it up Yeah. 2019-2020 uh, Upper Deck SP Game Used uh, comes out next week Speaking that might get hockey. pushed again, it's been pushed a couple of times already, and 2019 Panini won football which, I think that might be a new release
1: I believe so you see that in chat?
0: Yeah, what, the no, the no logos on uh, Heritage?
1: No, I mean, McDavid. That...
0: Oh. Yeah, look at that.
1: Oof. McDavid. That's gotta be pretty.
0: <clears throat> yes. That's that's one because, I mean, I'm an Oilers guy, right? And so that's one I need to have. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, at least he's better being a fan of the Wild. What a lame name. Like something like the North Stars would have been cool, but whatever. Infield uh, chatter, our hobby talk, talk section. Uh, the hobby hotline. Hobby hotline is gonna be live again this Saturday on YouTube, Periscope, etc. On uh, eight PM, eight a. m. Eastern, eleven east. Eight a. m. Pacific, eleven Eastern. Uh, John Newman from Sports Card Nation will be on. Drew Herndon from Let Me Get That Potograph and uh, Ben Wilson from About the Cards those three will be on there chit-chatting away uh and uh, on a handful of topics so it'll be a fun show um last week I it was a, it was a great show um and uh so yeah we've uh I think it was it's been fun right it's,
2: yeah, been, it's been interesting definitely and and I think we're getting a little bit more support going into week 2 from week 1 now that you know the name's out there a little bit more definitely uh, week 2 was the best week yeah no I I I thought Steph was on it was great yeah. You know, um you know, good collection of of, of knowledge. Over three hundred years of collective knowledge. So, but but what's awesome about it is, just in the two weeks I've learned a lot. You know, I didn't know a whole lot about you know NASCAR cards. So having Val on uh, has been huge. You know. Yeah. Plus it's his been- shirt
0: last week was legit. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so that's been fun. So check out. it out. It's on YouTube, Periscope is. It's uh, you know, out there on a uh, the uh, in the I- iTunes. It's out there in the podcast world. Uh, I'm trying to get it out to some more spots out there. So, check it out. It's fun. We like doing it. Uh, the guys. We're kind of still filling each other out, uh, but it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. So. like the guy
1: on Twitter earlier, no, <laughs> and, and more that so patterns. now it no longer has uh, just some random numbers on its YouTube account. We have a vanity title again.
0: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So you should online. just be able
1: to search it, and that's her account.
0: Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So that Babe Ruth card, right? We talked about this third week. This troll I don't want to
1: sell it. I told you that
0: his dumb dumb card. Um, you know, so he wanted twenty five hundred or twenty five hundred or one hundred twenty five thousand dollars for it.
1: Right, okay? not mine. It sold for
0: eighteen twenty five, eight hundred eighteen hundred and twenty five dollars, or less than one and a half percent of the asking. Uh, of what he was looking for. Um, yeah, I what don't think the buyer pays. What do you guys think?
2: <laughs> no, no no way. He should have put a reserve on it because it was such a valuable card. But
0: if he got $1,800 for it, that was, that was about 1000 more than it probably is worth.
2: Yeah, our, our our good friend Brent Williams responded to, you know, I had tweeted out, you know, there's no way this gets paid for. And he goes, why not? And a ton of people responded to Brent, myself included, basically saying because... Everybody that bid on it, or most everybody that bid on it, was nothing more than a shill, just to kind of laugh and joke and see how high it could get. And I'm surprised it didn't sell for higher, just considering how famous the card now is. Knowing damn well, no matter how high it went, it was not going to get paid for.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if he gets it awesome, congrats. But it's just funny. It just shows like, hey, dummy, your card wasn't as cool as you thought.
1: And you know if what was actually true about his mother's passing, and that's what he wanted to use that card towards. I hope someone does pay down the secession of people who voted towards the end. I just don't think he gets eighteen hundred for it. Yeah, and that's unfortunate if that's truly the case.
2: Yeah, but even still, hey, if it's worth eighteen hundred, good. I hope he gets his money, but it also shows him how how relatively not valuable it is compared to his his. Assertion that it was the most valuable card of all time,
1: right?
2: You know, it's just like, hey, if it's an eighteen hundred dollar card, it still is a Babe Ruth one of one. Okay, you know, it, maybe this is an eighteen hundred dollar card. Maybe someone's going to add it to their collection for no other reason. You're telling me, both you guys, can answer this. If you were a multimillionaire, in, independently wealthy, you wouldn't have dropped eighteen hundred dollars on that. Just just to,
1: just, to, just to take it off the market. Yeah, probably. Yeah,
0: would that and lit it on fire.
1: <laughs> relatedly I, did you guys uh hear about the guy who went to a theater and bought out every other seat on, on valentine's day? day
0: yeah i think that might i think that was ben let's be honest
2: <laughs> no but that's how some stupid that dumb ben would have done well we're working on that um
0: hey real quick guys i have some breaking news this just came just confirmed 100 percent here Next week, we're going to have a pro bowler, an, an actual NFL active pro bowler on the show. Okay, so Denver Broncos Stapper, Casey Kreider will be on the show next week. He's a collector. He sent out a question today about it was regarding uh, Miss Prince. actually Miss Prince, yeah, with no tops logo uh, that uh, Ivan tweeted out. He said something to it. I looked in. We looked, you know. Ben I think responded back. So he was missing the tops logo. I hit him up. Said, "Hey, dude, you want to come on the show?" When we, and, and went back and forth. Confirmed. He goes, "Hey, um, I said you are live. It's, what happens if I cuss?" I like, oh, go, <laughs> "Fuck, don't worry about it, dude. We're good." He goes, "Nothing. I'm going to do it, but I just, you know, sometimes I'm like, hey, we're good. We're it's late night sure. show. We're we're okay." So, it's not
1: uh, well. One, we've already told YouTube that we're not kid compliant. Yeah. But two. Um, you know, I was going to reply like we give a shit, but no, I, I get it. You know, if you go on for ABC or wherever and ha- want to have you on, you can't exactly just be dropping F-bombs left and right. But uh, if, know, if, a,
2: if an NFL pro baller wants to come on our little show and yeah. drop a couple of F-bombs, he's more than welcome to. Yeah,
0: my, my future brother-in-law does not really collect cards as a kid he did, and he's our age, Ben. He's a huge Broncos fan. He's like, I'm watching. He's like, oh, that's my long snapper. I mean, he's a diehard Broncos fan. Yep. So he's excited. Uh, you
2: know, our buddy Sandlot408, the, the A's pin guy, if you ever watch an A's game, he's the guy out in left field. Um, yeah, how he became an A's and Broncos fan, I don't know, but I got to let him know now too that, hey, you got to listen next week because he's coming on the show. That's awesome. Yep. You know, Yeah, that's going to be a, a fantastic show. Yeah,
0: it's going to be fun. He, he's an Iowa grad. He's a Hawkeye, so we're going to talk a little bit about that, collecting. He's also a teacher, so there's going to be a, a wide ver- a wide variety of questions. Oh,
2: so- and, and breaking news, at least it's breaking to Ben, there are now uh, Target blister packs for Series 1 that have a green decades, uh, best uh, green retail parallel now. So for anybody out there that collects inserts.
0: Like a, like George but, Brett.
2: Yep, now there's I, green parallels. I had, all,
0: I had everything I needed and then that.
2: Yeah, I just saw somebody selling one with a McGuire on the front. It's like, now i got to go to Target tomorrow because I'm going to start – I'm going to pack search, but they're visible on the front. They're okay. visible on the front.
1: I'm, then, I'm still holding out for tens.
0: And then, hey, really quick, I forgot to tell you guys, this is also, too, I confirmed this. Bailey Joe, uh, he, he he put this question in the chat here, but he's going to be on the following week. So nice. a, a little bit of a new collector said that he's, he's learned from us. So obviously we've done him some disservice and, uh, but he wants to come on and he's like, Hey, if you ever like somebody like me on the show, it's like, dude, perfect. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people either getting into this hobby now or coming back to it and have no idea. And that's what we're here to do. And I, just, I think it's going to be a great film, a great episode to have somebody on that's uh, a new a new, a newbie collector but he, I, I look and I see, like, he gets it. He knows what's going on. And I know John earlier in the chat, I know if you guys caught this, um, he, he said he narrowed down his, after listening to the show, he narrowed down collection, kind of yep. his collection and what he was looking for. Uh, he said, took your guys, um, here we go, took your advice, guys, in regards to collecting them, narrowed my PC to young guns, Dodgers, and base, baseball, basketball, base rookies. That, that right there, that's amazing because oh, you're, you're still getting all, all a lot of sport, right? You're getting three sports, but you know what you want. And Colin uh, Colin from Sports Card Radio, his podcast this week was really about having a budget and knowing what to collect, find your lane. You don't have to be constrained to that lane, but you also can go – it keeps you, like, focused on what you want to do, right? And that way you're not you're not uh, you know having to flip you're not have to sell cards to pay you know mortgage and rent or you know fill up the right. gas tank. So no, it,
1: realistically, if you can't make a hundred dollar payment on something emergency, uh, don't don't buy cards. Sa- yeah. Save up a hundred first, and then you know. Or ma- if you make look your
0: in your you have like you're you're checking your credit card balance and you have you know twenty two dollars and you're like well shit I can get one more blaster in. You got no. a problem.
1: Put it down. So put it Relax. down.
0: Walk away. Don't be a pack pervert. Or the cards you're looking for. Look on eBay. You might be able to find it for ten bucks.
1: Right. I, I mean, I, I, can pulling, pulling I, I can keep pulling it. I can keep pulling twenty nineteen tops update all I want. But when I only need four, I know that I'm practically wasting the money trying to pull them. Yeah. Thanks, Tim.
0: Yes. I'm gonna make sure that they're behind me here somewhere. And by the way, the, Rob, sports cards. Megan's hat. Nice. I think base card's great again. And I think like, that's what young guns do. I mean, I know they're a, quote a short print, but that's shorter what it's print. about.
1: I, I, I've always taken to calling them shorter prints. Yeah. And that they're not super rare and they're part of the base set. Yeah. They're just shorter printed.
0: Now, speaking of really short printed stuff, Transcendent 4. That's what I'm going to call them, the Transcendent 4. Phil, Our buddy Phil Hughes tweeted this picture out last week from Phil's pulls, la- together at last. It's the 2019 Topps Transcendent mm-hmm. Rookies of Vlad Jr., Tatis Jr., Alonzo, and Eloy.
1: The key four.
0: Yeah, those are the four guys you want. It's the Super Fractor one-of-ones autographs. Now, P- Paul Thomas asks, who broke the seal on the Tatis? And Hughes comes back, some dummy who graded it. Fear not, I have my own stickers being made soon, and they'll all be matching. <laughs> so some dum-dum. You know, decided, hey, I'm going to bust out a Tatish one of one transcendent card and then I'm going to, to grade it. Like, why? And now owns all of them. They look tremendous together. Definitely. He, yeah, like he's got the, you know, he's got the, the, the funds to do that, but uh, they look nice. And by the way, I like his little Phil's poles logo.
1: Right. That's With cool. the packs.
0: Yeah, yeah. He uh, if you haven't checked him out on YouTube, he opens a lot of stuff. It's interesting to see a uh, a for a recently retired major leaguer. I saw him open in a box at 18 Sapphire, and um, he pulled his own card.
1: That, nice. And then
0: he looks at the card and he goes, "Oh yeah," throwing the curveball there. Like, dude, how cool is that? You're watching the guy bust packs like you like we do, and then he finds himself in there. So awesome. Well, and uh, I
1: know of, uh, a while back, he was also doing a break of, I want to say it was either, uh, I know that it was one of the other Tops or Bowman Heritage trying to pull his own auto. And <laughs> I think he got an umpire's auto.
0: Yeah. And I also heard we, we see he's going to be in some kind of upcoming Tops product this year. So,
2: unannounced. Yeah. What? But yes. And we are trying to get him on the show if we can make that happen. If anybody else wants to help. Let's 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 make a retweet, yeah. Let's, let's make a Phil show happen. Yeah, there's a question. We bunch know of, that a bunch he's of people at
1: people least that... popped into Periscope once, yeah, to see the show.
0: Yeah, and I might have been able to send him a, a message, a, a note, mail him a note one time.
2: We we will keep trying until we can get Phil on. That will be our 20, 2020 mission. and And honestly, speaking of you know, uh, Mark Bailey Joe and we, we we want to try to get more people on in twenty twenty, whether they are, you know, industry experts or you know, twenty nineteen Pro Bowlers, ex major league baseball pitchers or just regular old collectors Beck, like ourselves. Or Beckett, just Rich Beckett Klein.
0: Superstars.
2: Yeah. Like we, Ryan we now,
0: who's not been Big on baseball. since episode twelve.
2: Can you get Ryan back <laughs> on? Shit. Are we doing? And, and we the, we can have Uncle Rich on as long as he, he agrees to our, our new rule of not talking about the 85, 87 Meguiars, He's welcome to come on whenever he would you like. Need that rule? I, I didn't just hear it. it. Oh. Two-thirds majority. Two-thirds. No, nope. sons of <laughs> sorry, sons of-, <laughs> sons of guns.
0: But then we also need to make sure Uncle Ridge gets a nap or two in before. So
2: yeah, we need to get Korean cardboard. Our our good buddy Dan. I mean, I, I, I wear I wear his shirt on the show once in a while, and we need to get him on the show. I go shirtless. I mean, he made that awesome one-of-one one for for us with the Aaron Judge super, super, super short print. Yeah. You know, you got to buy the five-by-seven in order to get all of our our heads inside, though.
0: <laughs> um, So we, we talked about young guns earlier, and yes. our, my our buddy Irving uh, at Iden on Twitter uh, asked...
1: E-Y-E-D-I-N-H.
0: What, what the young gun qualification is. at Upper Deck Hockey and Upper Deck Sports? Uh, what is the official standard required... Uh, for an NHL, NHL player to qualify for receiving a Young Guns rookie card, do they have to have some log some actual on, on ice time, or is it merely suiting up for an official game enough?
1: So and he was asking this because there was a, um,
0: a star that was a star, debut.
1: a Dallas star that was making his debut yeah. that was coming from overseas. I want to say Germany or something if, to that effect. If you
0: scroll down, his name's in like the next tweet or two. Jason Robertson. Jason
1: Robertson.
0: Yeah, and Upper deck sports says goalies need to be dre- addressed as backups. Players need actual yeah, items. So I guess goalies aren't considered players. Uh, then remember there are only ninety-eight players who can get be part of series one and two, and there are uh, usually about two hundred rookies that make their debut. So he also said about this guy he might make it for he might be a carryover for next year and be in C- series one of of next year's young guns if he's deemed qualified. Ninety-eight rookies, though, is, is you know, so you're getting about half of the rookies that debut. So that that's a pretty like that's you know, in baseball, I think most 50, all I mean. of them get a rookie, but that's a little bit that's a low number. That's why these young guns, I like it makes me just like I'm I'm working on building that set for this year. I'm just gonna go going forward. Hey, I think I'm gonna that's gonna be my little hockey collection because looking at the cards of photography, what they mean, um, mm-hmm. and supporting like base cards are awesome and this is a good way for me to collect hockey and not collect you know 300 cards if I can collect 100 you know or like 400 cards whatever it is and I can collect 100 and I can feel good about it so
1: Mm, that's what it was his uh, mother was born in Manila okay and uh, with Irving being of Vietnamese descent uh, he likes to chase the people from the far east area
2: uh you know what i love about this is that that upper deck not only responded but they were very clear and concise with their answer so that people like myself who who read that are are completely 100 percent aware of, of this is the rule we uh, have what it takes to be a young gun and, and they respond
0: in know. like 12 minutes like go back up steph can you roll up real quick on the yep. screen there
1: um 11 58 so within an hour
2: within half with a little over half hour yeah i i love it i mean you you know we've, we've got a couple of new collectors and obviously our, our new buddy john p had mentioned um you know he, he wants to collect some young guns this tells you exactly what you need to know as a collector of what it takes to make it into that part of of a particular release yep. fantastic information and it's right there for everybody to understand and, and use, you know, as far to, part of their collecting or, or not. Yep. But what's awesome is upper deck responded and Hey, I, I now know. Yeah. And, and knowing is. Rob,
0: Rob sports card. I wish I knew more about hockey because some of those hockey cards are beautiful from upper deck that the same here. And and that's kind of why I'm trying to learn. I figured this is a, a, a way to ease in and, and figure it out and have some fun with it. It brings us to card pulls. They put out a tweet, in one of their polls this last week uh, about engagement do you think at tops is a very does a good job engaging with collectors on social media there's 177 votes 22 percent of the responders said yes 77 point four said no I agree I some to be honest in the last few months the tops account has not been what what they were previously hmm and you might know a little reason why maybe somebody that was on our show this Sunday is not there anymore. Uh, And somebody else is maybe struggling with it. But I just think in general, a lot of these card companies aren't as active as they could be with collectors between
1: with the collectors or how they choose to engage. You know, it's easy enough to say, Hey, here's the checklist. Hey, here's a box that we broke and retweet like two or three people that tweet at you, but to do what upper deck just did to actively reply and clarify no less, um, what their stances are, what their rules are. Hey, here's some photos. They have their huge outreach program. It's not something that these the, some of the other, uh, companies do well.
0: Well, and I can tell you this, I reached out, I said something, somebody got a rack from upper deck, um, a few weeks back and I tweeted out a picture of my little buddy, Ethan, and we went to national uh, hockey card Data's last weekend and and had some fun. But, you know, I said, Hey, he's a young collector, six, whatever. And they, they hit me up within minutes. Send me a DM. Hey, what's his address? We can get him out a a rack, a surprise rack. Don't tell him, you know, we'll put something together.
1: And for those who don't know, that's where they just shoot you some random gift goodies. And uh, they're yours.
0: Yeah, he got he got a couple hundred dollars worth of boxes. Uh he got a bunch of swag stuff. Like he was wearing his photo meter. Lanyard, a shirt. Yeah.
1: Ugh, I need another one of those. Mine keeps breaking off my bag.
0: Yeah, he don't <laughs> anymore to, to uh to National Hockey Card Day. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's six he's kinda he's kinda getting into it. He, he you know, and so these are the things that they do and, and I have asked questions of Upper of, Decks, you know, before and legit within their social media people, whoever's running those accounts is on it. Phenomenal. It's, it's similar to, to Calm C too. You hit up ComC on something, they're liking and retweeting things yeah. quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. And it's like.
1: James does a good job there.
0: There I has bet. to be somebody at Tops that's like, you really suck at your job. How hard is it to sit on Twitter? Like, your job is to sit on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram all day long. Like, can I have that job? Like, I, I'm doing a real job. Well, yeah. And then I'm also. <laughs> budgeting around on my phone all day with all these jahoos which i love and i'm staying just as engaged more engaged and like how that's your job and how are you not able to do it
2: well i i I hit up upper deck last week and i was like just kind of joking around right like hey how cool would it be if tim and i we, we live about 400 miles away from from upper deck i was like how cool would it be if we drove down there on a thursday night and knocked on your door friday and hung out with you guys for a little while and did like a live on location. And, and they responded. They're like, hit up Chris Carlin, who's been on our show, and coordinate it. We'd love to have you down. You guys can come down and hang out with us on a Friday. And I'm just like, are, are you kidding me? And I was like, little 10-year-old Ben's like, dude, I can't believe I'm talking to Upper Deck, right? They, they are – I'm sure they don't respond to everything. But they've got a very strong Twitter presence. The social media presence you'll ask some of the other ones topster panini specifically about something related to a product Checklist. and crickets you know hey when we were wondering if the uh, what was it <laughs> the walgreens yellows were, were coming out for series two last year remember and well, yeah, or was no purple myers and and it's nothing they, they didn't give us anything why you wouldn't sit on there and retweet somebody like hey i just pulled a tops what's what's a what right and I'm proud of it. And I tag tops, retweet it, get me excited about your product. Because as Susie said on our show this past weekend, not every product is made for everyone. We we know that. <laughs> you got to know that. So you that you're not how
1: buying three cases of Transcendent
2: Ben. I'm not, but I'm buying individual cards. And you know why I'm buying individual cards? Because I've seen them presented to me, and I want them. That's how you get excited. If you're not in the market for buying a box of triple threads, doesn't mean you can't go grab an autograph for ten or fifteen bucks if that's your thing. But if you don't see them, how would you know? Unless oh you're out there doing a search. We, you know, we, we we just mentioned we have a couple of newer collectors in our chat room tonight with us. How how are they supposed to decide what they want to collect if they're not shown this stuff? And, and tops and upper deck and Panini, they should be showing hits as often as they can to get in front of our faces. Why? That's how we. And
1: it's an inorganic way to show off your products, not just you and your social media manager coming up with, Hey, we need to showcase these five cards, these product lines. We need to put up, publish this checklist on Friday for this product. We need to do this. We need to do that. It's Hey, this person broke it. Here's what they actually pulled from a box.
2: It's organic and guess what, folks? It's free. It's free advertising. You know, like, Four Topps, seconds to push retweet.
0: They, they legitimately should hire Tops Living Stat because I guarantee he increases their sales by five or 6% every week.
2: Oh, I'm sure he might. I, I, I'm sure. And, and, you know, why they, they don't even follow him, I don't know. It's well, they just like, don't
0: even tweet it out.
2: Yeah. You know, he is their biggest their biggest cheerleader their biggest fan and, and you know you know he, he's been such a strong supporter of us individually as, uh, as a good friend uh he's been one of our first real supporters of our show back two years ago uh matt is a great dude despite being a cubs fan um yeah you, you know at least, I, I, he's
0: I, not a, at least he's not a yankees
2: fan
1: uh, i don't know but maybe i'll have to reach out and see if they can't follow
2: him. oh bragger Yeah, but Top's living stats great. Matt's been a great, great guy, uh, despite the fact he trolls me every day. Um, But but he, he, you know, to just follow the guy, follow him, and and Uh and yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things. Like again, he's free advertising. Why wouldn't you want to support him? At least with a follow.
1: I, just, I mean, as long as you can verify who it's coming from, and I know that's part of their concern, and the, a concern that they've had in the past where they don't necessarily agree with somebody, how they handle things, or they're overly aggressive online, or, um, you, you know, they just post random pictures of things that shouldn't, like uh, someone shared earlier today, hey. Shep.
0: <laughs> I just said don't follow that guy anymore.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Um, but you, know, that's kind of hard to quickly vet when you're just hitting retweet and I get that or sharing on Facebook or whatnot, but as long as you can do that safely in five seconds to scroll down someone's timeline, um, and, and shoot that
2: out. We did, we did ask Suze, we, we did ask her, you know, is the reason that they're hesitant and she's been in that position controlling that, you know, is because like that Twitter account that, that Tim follows that, that, I don't follow th- it
0: anymore. <laughs> the reason being, I, I, he followed me, I followed him back. I scroll through my timeline today. I see <laughs> yeah. something I don't want to see.
2: You, you saw where it ended How and where it started. Do, do, do. Yeah. But, I saw it and I was I, like... I, I asked her specifically, I said, is the reason you won't retweet is because if you retweet me, basically, are, are you, you
1: endorsing, endorsing yeah.
2: everything on my timeline? And, and because I'm very combative and argumentative... You know, with that guy's case, he, he obviously had X-rated stuff. Is it one of those things that she's like, I don't think about that? And, and it's like, I guess you have to look at the retweet in a vacuum. It's just, hey, I got this this new top series one camo parallel I was excited about. And they're harder to pull this year, as evidenced by Brent Williams, who pulled, what, like 11 out of 92 cases? They're all numbered out of 25. So they shouldn't be that hard to pull. So, hey, I got a Liam Hendricks one today, and it was awesome because – He took some pictures with Bentley at FanFest and, hey, Tops, thanks for making this. It's going to be a great part of my collection. You can hit retweet on that tweet and not say, I endorse all the 50,000 tweets that came before this. Right. On that timeline. And she's like, I don't really care. You know, or I didn't when I was there. Um, But I, I could see them being a little hesitant, especially with a new employee. But come on. They used to do giveaways all the time. They used to open up products on on Facebook and I'm sure Periscope and give away the hits. And then they were just talking to Rip Girls. Yeah, you used to get excited about it, just like our, our friend Chris Old used to do on, so on, on the Becky <laughs> one. You know, it's why why not get people excited by saying, Hey, I'm gonna open up a box of heritage this week and all the hits are gonna go to you, all the base cards are gonna go to you. We're gonna give away all the yeah, They don't, they don't,
0: Becca doesn't do that anymore, man. They would sit down and bust Oh Man, those are some of my favorite videos. That's how I got into 2012 Bowman. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on. Leaf cuts the Mick. Poor Mick.
1: So I'll kind of lead off on that one. Um, Write down something here real quick. quick,
0: I want to hit up the the tweet real quick. Yep. At cardboard icons are the best bit on the internet. Oh, man this hurts to see even if tops was doing this i'd have the same reaction i hate cut auto cards that are made from from auto cards period even when fleer cannibalize its own cards for new releases and here's the picture
1: and the reason i bring it up um this came through our work and more specifically angela put this into the system and it came in because we were looking um it came in through one of our lines and she just happened to be the person who got this in her set, and she goes, "Well, okay, how do I handle the fact that it's encased? Well, you do this, this, that, the other, and there it's an encased." But three things: one, it's autographed, so you ha- you have to put that in; two, you have Mickey Mantle as a player and Ken Griffey Jr. as a player, despite the fact that the tag says Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> I didn't in even catch three, that. it's a one of one. Uh, so, Angela posts uh, put, puts that in and then just like 12 hours later Cardboard Icon's talking about it. But yeah, no, so our, our thought was that this was some Upper Deck promo because Ken Griffey and briefly Mickey Mantle was associated with them in their early 90s. Um, but even assuming that this is a legit card, why would you chop it up?
0: Because you're leaf, and you think that uh, Joe DiMaggio looks like King Griffey Jr. I and, mean, and you got a big fat chucklehead running the company that is making these cards as Ben one said, like in the back of his, the trunk of his of his car. <laughs> like,
2: no, it what's funny what is I was, I was is. talking to somebody that, on Facebook this week about GMA, and I was like, that dude grades cards out of his garage and one guy's like that's the best description of GMA I've ever heard and I'm like
0: well you guys remember was it last week we saw a card from BSG um, yep.
2: grading service big ship grading service I got like, my own
0: grading company doing well, a pickup truck
2: Crack me up because somebody in the Facebook comments was like listen man I've seen some eights and nines out of GMA lately I'm like <laughs> there was an episode of Stay by the Bell when Mr. Belding's younger brother came and taught a class and he literally told all the students Give yourself a grade that you think you deserve, and Screech is like, "Well, my mind says A, but my my uh, you know, or my 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 heart says A, but my mind says B plus. And they're like, "You're an idiot if you if you give yourself a B plus. And I'm like, "That's what I think with GMA. If you send something to GMA and you say you get an eight, you're an idiot." I mean, literally, he grades it whatever you say. All my cards are 11s out of ten, every one of them.
0: Somebody asked in the chat here um, wants to come here, so they wants with the white marks. Yeah, stuff. I think that's paper loss.
1: Um, yeah, paper paper loss. Either got stuck. I mean, if you're going to cut up a Mickey Mano auto of, of, and I'm going to do some research and find this card or the promo or whatever it's from, but if you're going to cut it up, at least use one that has paper loss. I guess. I mean, I mean that's like its only saving grace.
2: Yeah. Could could they have not cut it a little closer to the bottom M?
1: It's yeah, it's right on that. And I mean, well, it would have to depend on what this is from, if it's a postcard or if it's just a...
2: I was going to say on the jersey, a little lower on the jersey to get a little bit more of the hat in the picture. So yeah, definitely could. No, the logos. That's why I'm saying. Well, yeah, you could get quite that high.
0: Yeah, they could. They could. Leaf couldn't do this because they, they put it on in a Leaf card. So if they're saying this is a Leaf card. It's not like they bought the original. They didn't put the original card in there. Like they do like best of Leaf or whatever. Right. So that's why they couldn't have the logos, and that's why the hats are missing.
2: So I, let me... I want Brian, and we can ask him why he's fake news. Here we go.
1: Pull up my screen again, Tim. So th- there's an app on your computer, uh, most Windows computers, you c- that has a snipping tool. Pop it up, push a button, and you can just drag and drop what you want for a screenshot. In this case, I guess you guys can't see it, but that's what I pulled. Um, and that's cutting out the paper loss. It's right against that autograph.
2: Yeah. Anyway, it's just goofball card. Hey, what do you expect for a Joe DiMaggio?
0: Yeah. Um. Top the tops conference is next week. We talked about this in a previous episode, but it runs Sunday through Tuesday in Chandler, Arizona. That's um, not Dallas. Yep. Um, They're going to learn. You're able to. They're going to have best practices, expand your industry knowledge, and grow current successes. Uh, They're going to have sports and entertainment uh, industry experts from uh, Major League Baseball, WWE, Star Wars, and soccer properties. They're going to have guest speakers to teach uh, sustainable growth, special appearances, offsite activities, and Q and A with the top execs. It's one hell of a group right there. Um, What do you hope? I know, like I think Mojo's going. A few other big time guys are going down. Um, so I know we're going to get some Dan and Doug feedback, which is going to be the best uh, next week on on their show, the hype. But what do you hope comes out of this conference? What are you hoping to hear? So
1: they do a decent enough job at promoting their sport products. They usually use something like this or Comic Con to launch their non-sport stuff. And I'm kind of hoping to hear more about those product lines from this. And see, well, you know, with, um, in particular, the Mandalorian. Um, I, I know they ha- they've had a card of his, uh, card from the series in the t- top Star Wars living product. But um, I, I have a feeling that there's going to be a Journey to the Mandalorian set coming out. Or something of that effect, maybe, announced to have the kid slash Baby Yoda.
0: Ben, are you expecting to have anything awesome come out of this? That
2: Nothing that's not not expected already. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what is said, but as far as what we're anticipating, I think it's just going to be more of the same old blah, blah, redder crap that we've heard in years past. Just like, hey, let's pat ourselves on the back real quick and say how awesome we're going to be and, and how awesome all of our new you know yada yada products are going to be well, they are
0: going to have they are going to have santa hat relics again i saw that from the Cubs training thanks yeah. Josh Warber. Um, yeah a few years ago they had they had the, the, they broke away from the quote industry summit that, that now yeah. well it was a standalone thing right then beckett bought it and then it was moved to, from vegas to dallas and then no then no one went and then except for panini um you know and i think I think Leaf went, but they've been in and out. And Upper Deck won't go, and now Tops isn't going, and went back to Vegas. So basically, it's a Panini Industry Summit, um, and all the Dallas boys getting together, uh, hanging out. I just I, I I think either they and then so I know Upper Deck does something. They did something recently. Tops is doing theirs. And then you have the Industry Summit. So you have these like three different things going
1: on. What's the national?
0: Plus the National, and it's like, why can't they all just get along and, and go back to have the Ministry Summit all together? You know, um, I, it's goofy to me. Either have it to all together or don't have it and just do something, you know, do all your your stuff at the National. Right? Like
1: Common sense.
0: Anyway. Uh, there was a class action lawsuit filed against PSA, PWCC, and Probstein, three of our faves. Uh, Sports card news broke this. I think it was Thursday. They put out an article. Paul Lesko sent out a series of tweets. Uh, I think Thursday and Thursday of last week or Friday of last week. Let me look. But uh, we're gonna go through some of those to kind of explain what it is. Uh, he did it on his lunchtime. It was on Thursday of last week. So here we go. So a couple of insights into Savoy's lawsuit. Eric Savoy is the guy that's doing this against Collectors Universe, PWCC, PSA, Propstein, etc. First, Savoy's complaint provides the recourse it seeks the lawsuit. Second, uh, Savoy alleges PSA will not grade altered cards on its one to ten scale. Logically follows, um, logically follows. Then that by grading altered cards, PSA cards uh, out as unaltered. So basically, they don't they don't list them as altered, and saying that they you know even though if they are. Uh, basically, Savoy's argument against PSA breaks down to three things. Users of PSA rely on PSA to follow its own rules. If PSA followed its rules, it would not have graded altered cards. Therefore, if users of PSA have graded and altered cards, they should receive some compensation. It goes on to say, his case against PWCC is similar, basically alleging, PWCC allegedly advises buyers that altered assets cannot be sold. So again, if users buy PWCC um, an an altered asset, they should be entitled to some kind of compensation. Because they say, you shouldn't buy altered cards, but we're selling them, so then they should have a compensation. The case against Probstein is nowhere near as fleshed out as the other cases against PSA and PWCC. Basically, they're all allegations. He brings a number of actions against the defendants, including claims for consumer fraud, breach of warranty, negligent misrep, etc. And a RICO claim, basically that the defendants work together as a criminal conspiracy. Uh, he also alleges there's a number of John Doe plaintiffs that he hopes to identify without uh, throughout the litigation Lesko's initial thought was pleading um, pleading fraud claims is difficult and Savoy might have might have to meet the standard for pleading for PSA and PWCC but the proceed uh, propstein claims seem a little bare it wouldn't shock me if Propstein escapes at least on some of the claims on a motion to dismiss so what's saying is that PSA and PWCC are selling and, and grading cards that don't mm. follow rules that they've set. The dummy at PWCC even got on uh, a, that Dum Dums podcast that talks like this and was mm-hmm. just, "What do you want me to say?" So you could be, I could be your mouthpiece, and said, "Hey, yeah, we we alter. It's like art, you know. Somebody does a touch up on the Mona Lisa. You're not gonna say it's not worth it, but." they're not telling you that they did touch-ups on the cards, right? So. Hey, Tim, real quick. Yeah.
1: Someone just kind of snuck in and sent me a message. Look familiar?
0: Yes.
2: So what he's showing is Mantle Griffey, for anybody that might be listening and doesn't see the the visual, he's showing the the Leaf card. Uh, What was that from a trading card database? Yeah, yeah. 90, It
0: was a '94 upper deck MM1 Mickey Mantle auto, New York Yankees.
2: Yeah, as far as uh, the lawsuit, the, there's no way he proves a RICO case. I, I mean, that would have he would have to have a tremendous amount of discovery and proof, like solid, hardcore proof, as to but, these, to but these other
0: claims, right? These other claims saying that, hey, yeah, we don't we don't grade altered cards. Hey, we don't sell altered cards. Well, hey, assholes. Well, there's a lot of proof that says you did
2: both. No, yeah. I I mean, I could totally see this thing being settled, but we'd have to go back to Paul Lesko. Maybe we should reach out and see if we can get Paul on the show soon. Um, I know we got guests the next two weeks, but I know Paul I think that should
0: be a a Sunday show. We we should talk about that because I think having that as a standalone conversation would
2: be the best.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, there's a whole lot to unpack here, and it would definitely
2: be cool to have him on. In, in fact, crowd. it wouldn't be a, a bad idea maybe to have a a call-in show for anybody that wants to talk to him that week. They yeah, might have maybe. questions or to yeah. any of the lawsuits, but um, you know, it would definitely be something where maybe we can try to see if we can get Paul on in the next you know four to six weeks. Um, I just, I, my first question was, I mean, seriously, a RICO case? Can, can they prove that? I don't, th- I, I don't think so. But some of the other claims, I do think he's right. I don't think that there's going to be enough against Rick Probstine, um, but it wouldn't surprise me if the other two get caught with their pants down.
0: And I hope so. You know,
2: to what degree? Stop,
0: stop doing it. Stop using them. Stop buying from them. Stop grading yeah. with them. I think Beckett came out and said this last week. The tweet disappeared. I tried to find it again. Um, that story, right? That we sent somebody sent the DMs. Hey, we're there's no longer uh, a timeline on grading. Mm. We're yep. just going to grade cards and send them back when we can. Uh, I know PSA came out and said they like a million; they have a million-card backlog. What are you idiots doing? Like, I understand, hey, graded cards are cool because you know they're authentic. Da, 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 da. They encapsulate all that fun stuff. It's cool to have black labels and nines and tens and all this stuff. You know, I, I'm looking up right now and I have my PSA collection of Bretts up here. Um, I'm not sending the cards to them. I, I bought all these second... We have to stop, so it's got to stop so we can figure out what is going on. I mean, you see this stuff, it's just, it's mind-boggling, and just people just don't, they don't know. And it's not out there, and they just keep, what?
1: So, for what it's worth, I went to Beckett.com to try to find it, and it's literally a pop-up announcement. Beckett announces changes in grading turnaround times. There you go. Actually I'll dump that in the chat here. Yeah,
0: maybe I had a bad link. But yeah, Beckett Grading Service announced today. Beginning February nineteenth, twenty twenty submissions will receive no received will no longer have a guaranteed turnaround time. Instead the turnaround Sorry. The turnaround times will will become estimated times based on the service level selected. Here's the official statement from BGS. Yep. Yep is. Um, let's move on to something fun. You guys ever watch Seinfeld? You remember, I'm looking
1: forward to it coming to Netflix.
0: You remember Spongeworthy?
1: No, I've never
0: okay. seen the show. Well, it was, it was a uh, lady's protective device. Uh, anyway, so black squirrel at uh, B squirrel one tweeted out, which cards from 2020 top series one are sleeve worthy this year? He said there's seven uh, from Series 1, seven rookies. that go from pack to penny for him. Alvarez, Bichette, Lux, Aquino, May, and McKay. Uh, I want to know, guys, who are your sleeve-worthy cards when you pull them out of a pack? Veterans, rookies, what, do you, what are you sleeving up when you open a pack?
1: Usually, all of the rookies, anybody with a rookie cup or a major name, so like Mike Trouts or Acuna or um pe- people of those stature that the, the top 5 10 15 uh younger guys under 30 say um and then all of my twins if it's not a major set that i have binder already then they go in the binder top loaders uh just depends like the top two or three rookies so this year uh, all the only ones i have done is uh uh what's his name lizardo and um lux
0: What, what cards, any card sleeve were there for you, Ben?
2: No. I, I Black Squirrel's a good dude. Uh, he hits me up all the time and asks me about ace cards. Um, I, I would defer to his expertise and others because I don't open enough product. But, yeah, I would think that, like Steph said, Luzardo might be one that he missed. I mean, they, AJ Puck maybe. But you're talking about the ones that are going to have a long-term resale value or long-term interest. And I would think outside of those ones, um, if may makes the list, I think Luzardo has to make the list too. Uh, maybe even puck, but you know, Hey, look at so there. There's, 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 there's a response. Picks. There's a response by me.
0: Some Homer picks. Um, uh, no, I, I, I pretty much some of Steph rookies and some of the big stars. And, uh, let's just be honest. Like, uh, I've bought 300,000 penny sleeves in the last year from, <laughs> just so, for yourself no less just just for myself now i i do penny sleeve all the cards in my quarter boxes right so that that was a big part of it um because i want people to have the cards to be protected and people know when they take them home and but no i penny sleeve the holy bejesus out of stuff um love them so when you to come load. over and help me yeah top load worthy um you know the key rookies um i'll do whenever i have a box now because i've really kind of limited my collection only keeping rookie cards if they don't they're not uh, Royals or Giants part of that collection. Uh, I just keep the rookie cards, so um, all those get uh, top loaded if not one touched. Mm. Some of those special ones get one touched. Now, sometimes I touch it more than once, but that's just me. Uh, like so, no, I thought it was an warrior. awesome question because it really is. Because like, you know, I remember as a kid, man, if you had something penny sleeved or top loaded or in a card saver like or in a mag, like or if you had it in a screw down, like you're like.
2: No, you you know, it's funny. I I had a Starbucks growing up, right? Late 80s. I don't know if you did too, Tim, where you had all your stars and your semi stars. Shout out to Tony Fernandez because he would have been in my Starbucks at that time, late 80s. Um, He would have been a guy that you would have went to a show and people would have searched for in a box. Um, and, And so I think that's where Black Squirrel is going with that. And I think you can expand that list probably to just about all of the rookies, honestly. Um, because there are going to be certain people that are going to be searching for even a guy like on the A's, Seth Brown, who's oh, a lower later, yeah. Seth Brown's twenty seven. He came up and had a lot of doubles last year, and 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 he's probably not he's not a prospect anymore, um, and he's probably not ha- doesn't have a lot of appreciation.
0: You and sleeve Bubba Starling. Let's do that. Let's be
2: honest. But you would, yeah, absolutely. You would put him 90. in nineteen ninety six, right? Um, When was your first-round pick? 86? I don't even know. But, yeah, I I think what Black Scroll's getting at is, you know, as you're going through it, which guys do you automatically stick in that quote-unquote pile? You know, those penny-sleevers. And um, I I think you would have to to expand that list to pretty much all of the rookies if that's your bag, if that's your thing. uh,
0: And John asked, you know, I I penny-sleeve base cards. Yeah, definitely. Um, not all, but but you know the rookies are the the key guys there, you know. And I think that uh, you never know, especially an like update or something where with the rookies. And the reason I do that is because you don't want to be the guy that busted a bunch of eleven update, and you didn't know who Mike Trout was at the time, and you threw him in a box. And you go back years later, and you've moved the box, and now you got a bunch of dinged corner Mike Trout rookies. And then you just want to sit in the corner and cry. Sure. Uh, take the time to to put the half a cent uh, penny sleeve uh you know on the card so if you buy them in bulk i mean they're not super duper expensive You need a hookup hit me up i'll take care of you i got a great deal uh, definitely for looking for penny sleeves for sure
1: well and i i think too it matters whether it's a newer product or if it's vintage um you know i i not that i'm collecting it but any say Earlier than 1980 cards, I'm all penny-sleeving all of those. Yep,
0: and then any Chrome cards, like Bowman's first D- Chrome. 2010
1: Chrome was horrible.
0: Dude, just penny sleeve the first Bowman Chrome card. All those Chrome cards in Bowman that you pull and and say like uh, Topps Chrome or Finest, just because you never know, especially Bowman, like six years from now, that guy could come up because he was 16, and all of a sudden now he's like the superstar, and you don't want to have scratches all over the front of your card when you could have put it in oh. a half cent.
1: You know, it, and, and ending up looking like a swing seat where it's curved that much.
0: <laughs> oh, what was that tops chrome? Was it 2010 tops chrome? Yeah. That turned to a seat. You open the pack and the car just went.
1: Not Whoop! even in the pack.
0: Yeah, the pack like is this. shit. <laughs> that was the worst year. Um, uh, so uh, we were going to have this last week uh, at Checklist for Us had a great question. um, their group, their group break checklist.com yep. LCS versus breakers. Uh, we just didn't get to it. Uh, do you believe that group breaking niche industry is the root cause for closures of sports cards of sports card stores? Let's say any closures in the last five years, there were almost 700 voters, uh, of which 39% said yes. 60% said, no, I don't personally, I, I don't believe that that to be the case. Um, I think, that it's the margins because paying for retail space and especially like a state like California is very expensive per square foot. You have to have, you have to have somebody there even, you know, all hours of the day, every day of the week, because you don't know if something's going to come in or not. And a lot of collectors have jobs and they are working. So they're not available until the evening, but you don't want to, you don't want to be open 24 hours a day where breakers have that ability my store is open 24 hours and we're online Um, and there's a lot more avenues to sell online now than maybe there were 15, 20 years ago. What are your guys' thoughts?
1: I would hope that if the shop is looking to stay in business, they adopt not necessarily a hundred percent group breaking mentality, but that they have it available where, Hey, we have this box going on. If you want to open it, and you don't necessarily want to bust the box yourself. Hey, do you want the Rangers or whatever? Well, here's our rate for that.
0: Yeah, so I, I ben, do, you have, do you have a thought?
2: So, so the, the key word there is root cause? Is it the root cause? No, absolutely not. The root cause is eBay and online sales because those are coming out of, you're not going to your LCS. The reason I stopped going to LCS is all the time was because they couldn't offer me anything because I'm already buying it right. As it drops in real time, the LCS can't get it into their shelf fast enough for so many of us. They can't keep, they, you know, a lot of it's stale, stagnant product. By the time you go there, you've already picked up what you want. If they even had it ever to begin with, I think, Group Breakers is a one-off because that's how a lot of people are getting them and accumulating their cards in in bulk. That's where they're spending a considerable amount of their money, but I don't think it's the root cause. eBay, Comsi, Sportlots, those are the root cause, specifically eBay. Secondary would be Group Breakers. Third would be places like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook groups. So-
1: I, I would argue that uh, to that, not adapting to
2: what people want.
0: Changing the market, yeah.
2: But that can can they as quick? Because again, on eBay, ComC, SportLots, I am literally as a buyer, right? Because we we're only talking about as a consumer. I can go to any of these websites at any time, right? I could have multiple browsers open right now. eBay and one, back in Probably market, you. another, ComC. And, <laughs> I do have got eBay open right now, <laughs> it, you know. But I can have all of them open as I'm searching for a specific card without ever even so much as calling my LTS and seeing if they've gotten one. They just... The brick and mortar is not set up to compete with the fluidity and the real time movement of online sales, whether it's through social media or through private retailers that are online, they just, they can't compete because when I go into the LCS and I'm asking for whatever it is, I want Gavin Lux rookie cards and Boba rookie cards and Vlad Guerrero. They're going to have a finite amount, right? Well, that's because they're one brick and mortar eBay's got hundreds or thousands of sellers that can offer me all of those players all in one confined space.
0: And I, and I think, and I think we're lucky here with with this, this, the LCS we have a teammates where they, they got bought out five years ago now, and they've made the change of, of, Hey, our wax prices are better, just as good or better than Blowout and David Adams. And you don't have to pay shipping or wait for the, the cards to get here. Come see us. They have packs at all times. They constantly are buying and filling quarter and dollar boxes at all times. They get have a good selection of vintage, and they collect. They have the local teams, and they're always looking for those. A good question and thing that was brought up in the chat. So Kevin Jones said, "You're better off buying lotto scratchers than p- paying into a group break." It and and then Doug A comes back and says, "You could also say that about opening your own your own wax too." My whole thing with this is is that when you when you buy into a breaker, you buy into a box. What are you expecting? What are your right. expectations? Right. I think people always believe that I'm going to buy this $200 bottle box of wax, and I'm going to pull the hottest, newest rookie, the, the lowest number, the parallel, and I'm going to get two of them in that box. When that is not the case, that is the, the one-off when that happens. And the same with the group break. I think group breaks are great. If you're if a, you're a team guy, and you want to go and say, hey, series one came out, I can buy in a case of series one. I can get six jumbo boxes worth. It. So I can get like six team sets plus maybe a hit or two. You know, if I get one, that's awesome. If I get two, that's that's even better. You're gonna get the inserts, like you're gonna be able to and, and get it at a reasonably good price. Now, if your thought is, I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna get all the Jordan Alvarez rookie cards, and you know, you get the six base, but you don't hit any autographs and you spent a few hundred dollars, you're going to be disappointed. If you want the autograph, just take that money and wait and go buy the damn thing on eBay. Right. Yeah. Mojo Break was talking on a, the, one of the recent podcasts. This guy, um, or I'm sorry, it was it was Colin Turner, was talking about this guy that said, hey, I, with the money I just spent in breaks, I could have bought the, the Le, a LeBron rookie card and I could have bought a Jordan Auto. And all I have is an autographed football and some base cards. Yeah. Well, hey, dum-dum. Why don't if you knew you wanted those cards, why didn't you just go buy them? Why did you hop into all these breaks? But guess right. what? This same guy would have said, "Holy crap! Look at all the stuff I got! And I only paid four hundred dollars to get this break, and I got me a twenty thousand dollars ion. on." Woo-hoo!
2: So, so to follow up to Kevin's point real quick, because you you basically made my point, Tim, where where it's great to just extrapolate. Yeah, I would contest that. Yeah, it's basically just you know it's yeah where it mm-hmm. where it's really good is like last year for panini um i forget if it was dawn rust that i got into one of one of the the Don rust products first off big breakers like brent williams don't touch that product so i can't go to a private seller and say hey i need the a's team set i bought into the break for like 20 bucks and the way i had to look at the checklist was what am I actually spending this 20 bucks on? The team set is valued at what for me? And if I have to go buy these six cards individually at two bucks a piece, it's it's gonna be 12 bucks. You know, If I can grab them from somebody like TNT or somebody, right? And then to get them here is maybe another two bucks. So $14 is my hard cost for the team set plus some inserts. If I can get my team set, which I'm pretty much guaranteed with the amount of boxes being opened in the break, maybe get most of the inserts, and if I could just get one hit, which I don't even need, but if I could get one hit, I've at least covered my cost of 20 bucks. You know, if I don't get any hits, as long as I get the base set, I think I'm 60, 70% getting my money back anyway. And that extra couple of bucks what for you me. You don't have to
0: worry about it. You have it. And you're like, there it is. I yeah, can fill in the rest yeah. later.
2: And, and if you- I get, and I ended up hitting a Loreano auto and, and one or two other autos. So I got three autos plus the inserts. So I probably got $50 worth of value, which I don't expect every time. But the way you have to look at it is, what are you anticipating getting back? For me, it was the team set. And I had to value the team set at X if I'm buying it individually, knowing going in, I'm getting it out of the break. Anything else I get as a bonus, and it kind of buys down that, that yeah, you gap. Mean, it feels better. And, yeah, it, and it's plus fun. A- yeah, it, you know, it's it's opening up a retail blaster type thing. And I'm still getting all the cards I know I want, plus some of the ones I hope I'm going to get.
0: Yeah this is the thing, the same thing that you bring up retail, the same thing when, when people go and buy a blaster and they don't get what superstar they were looking for. I, why are you complaining? Yeah. Why? Yeah. You know what you wanted. Why didn't you just go buy it directly? I know it's not as fun as pulling it out of a pack, but damn it. saved saving a lot of hassle and heartache and sadness. And anyway, it's just people. Are stupid. It, and and it, it's
2: it, in a group. Work, you're not even, you're not pulling it out of a pack. Yeah. If you're in a group break, right? love Doug and Dan. Lo- love them to death, right? Doug and Dan are pulling it out of the pack. The They're opening it, yeah. right? So so you're not even getting that feel of let me open it and that feel of the cards in your hand as you're one by one by one. Ooh, this is what I pulled. You're not getting it. You're watching it on video. Yeah, it's coming home to you. But it, that, that case is what's the difference between that and, Tim, you've listed the card on eBay and I'm going to buy it from you. The only difference is I didn't see you take it out of the pack. Hey,
0: I was pumped when I bought those two young guns today and I didn't open them. I'm super excited, but that's just me. I mean, I'm excited because I'm a nerd, but um, so this, this kind of brings into it. You can't have it both ways. Uh, so at cheap front breaks uh, who I think it's Houdini who breaks on uh, blowouts breaker. He said, everyone wants MR MSRP or pre-release prices when a product goes up. But if that product went down, they would want the market price and it isn't fair that they can and it isn't fair they can't have it both ways it isn't that the product went up that makes them mad it's that they weren't the ones that made the money and this this folds back into optic right everybody's freaked out because they couldn't get optic um or even like prism this year uh and here's the quote and it's it's like yeah i i want to be the one that buys it cheap and sells it for more i don't want to be the guy that's buying it for more so so you want to be right this isn't fair. This isn't fair to me. Save some for the kids. Save them for the kids. The kids don't get any.
2: Uh, what's funny is when, when I saw that tweet cuz you you'd shared it to go on the show notes, right? And I think my comment in our private DM was like I'm like looking at the, my phone reading it thinking did, did I write this tweet under their handle? Because it's something I would have written. Yeah, it, It's like I couldn't have agreed with it more because it literally sounded like it was off of my tongue. And, I, and
0: power to you. If you can get wax and you can make money on it, power to you. Awesome. Enjoy it. That, I don't care. I'm not going to pay 450, $450 for a box of Optic. Though, like I said earlier in the sh- in previous shows, the only way is buying Prism this year is if I found it at retail. I found a bunch of it. Had a lot of fun. Sold some cards. Made some money. It was a good time for me. But I wasn't pissed off that I haven't seen Optic at all. Well, guess what? I'm, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna open it and pay those prices. And hey, and right. Uh, uh, see, like I see.
1: I my, my my argument for this would have been that um, you know, I, just as they said, I'm not gonna hold that against them if hey, this is the price we got, and yeah, sure, demand, we got to raise the price. My complaint would have been if they had done anything market manipulation-wise where, hey, we know this is jacked up, so sorry you guys lose out on allocation and we're going to have to drop you down to the such and such, knowing that they can
0: jack the price. So so I got a little, oh, God, Steph, I, w- I didn't want to talk about it. But you needled me here. So I have a deal with a distributor that I really like. And they've been good to me, and I'm not Mr. Moneybags, and I'm not going and buying cases of everything, uh, nor would I. Um, sure. I I put in pre-orders for stuff that I think I can open and, and turn around, and I can collect some and then sell the rest to pay for what I cap. If I break even, I'm happy. If I lose a hundred bucks, I'm happy because guess what? I have a pile of stuff I got to keep. Yep. Plus, I got the fun of opening the packs and sharing it and talking about it, getting that experience. And to me, that experience is worth a couple hundred bucks.
1: And sharing it with people who want whatever you yeah. broke.
0: And so I was able to get a case of Jumbo and Hobby Series 1. Okay. And it was a shock to me that I got that much, but I was like, okay. And because I haven't bought a ton of wax from them because when I got the hookup with the distributor, most of the good the stuff I wanted had already, the pre sales had already gone through because they do it in such an advance. Yep. So Series 2 comes out. I do the same thing. And usually you have to buy. Two hobby boxes to get a jumbo box, which is basically case for case. And so that's what I did again. They came back and they closed it out. And I got one box of each of Series 2. And so I, I emailed my guy and said, what happened with Series 2? And I understand that now we think, you know, Luis Robert is going to be in there. And there's a handful of other rookies that, that you know, we, Joe Adele might be in there. Who knows, these guys that, that debut... Uh, early on, might be might be in series two, and it came back. Well, we're really restricted on this one. That and I'm like, dude, it's flagship baseball. Yeah, yeah, but and so they're holding back, saying, "Hey, we got to hold this back because we know that there's we can we can we can have our pre-release and and pre-order these, and we're gonna get our stuff. But when the second wave comes or people come back to reorder." that's when we're going to get you because your, your hobby box was 50 bucks before. Now guess what? The hobby box is a $90 because these guys are in it and it just pissed me off. I was able to go a couple other places and get a case of each Hmm. and I was able to, to maybe paid so dollars more than I would have liked, but Hey, that's okay. I'm going to have it. So it's, that is the, that's where it starts. And that's where a lot of the problem is. Is I think the distributors have so much say in this, unless instead of it going direct from the companies out to everybody, um, and that's a that's a bigger topic. So uh, it's just very, very interesting. interesting. And and don't spend without beyond your means or without and have a have an idea on a budget. Uh, we were in talk about this last week too. Off the mark, Brian from Montana at card underscore a underscore holic, uh, sent in thirty prison basketball cards and received one variation. Uh, that were off centered and got this load of crap. So he had this <sighs> Yeah. It's kind of hard to read the letter, but I, I said, um, he went through and, uh, and it was, he basically sent these cards back to, to Panini and said, Hey, listen, they're damaged. And they came back with a letter that, that basically said like, Hey, no we don't see that there's any major damage maybe any major da- damage to the cards yada yada there's nothing we can do and so it was it was super like he followed up with a tweet said i said off center maybe misprint because what it was is where they were stamped wasn't correct uh, hmm. they were off the outline of the player and the rc logo were off and all the cards were were high numbers 200 plus and there are a bunch of rookies Actually, I have a link to the letter here. Um, the letter says we do we do apologize for your your uh, that the, the your card is damaged. Unfortunately, we're not able to always replace every card. There are certain constrictions, constraints that per, pertain to each and every card that we produce due to the low number of replacement inventory and sometimes condition sensitive nature of a product or brand. We are not able to replace every item. In the case of your damaged card, we are unable to replace it like. Or like and are returning the card or cards to you. We apologize that we were unable to repair or replace the damaged item or items below. Is your listed reason or your card or cards may have been shipped back to you? Thank you for understanding and your continued support of our products. Regards customer service, and it says the card has minimal damage. Well, uh, if Steph can, I got like, one of the
1: pictures here.
0: Yeah, so you see, like, it's it's Hachimura and. The imprint of his head uh, and the rookie logo, they're off by a good amount where you can see it was stamped, but printed incorrectly. And so it looks like right. he's got like a like halo a halo around his head. Yeah. Around his head. Yeah. So it, it doesn't look good. Uh, you know, and that's a, that's a popular card in, in prism and to have a response where it was, it was, dude, that was a form letter, my friends. Cause it said card or cards and, you know, damaged or card or cards. And it was like, dude, like, that's a joke. That's a joke to me. You know, maybe you can't replace that one card because get you know, Prism was so hot and they sold everything they had. Um, but hook the guy up with something. Give him some panini points. Ah. Anyway, yeah. I just I wanted to buy, bring that up. I just wanted buy, to bring yeah. up some bad customer service.
2: Buy some leaf uh leaf buyback cards which aren't really worth anything and give them those. I mean at least it makes it feel good.
0: Uh, I ran a, I ran a poll this last week, favorite supply. What is your favorite baseball card supply? I put out top loader, one-touch, box, or binder page. We had 118 votes, with uh, box getting 12.7%. Binder page and one-touch coming in at 19.5%. And top loader, 48.3%. Guys, what's your favorite baseball card supply? One you cannot live without.
1: Currently, yeah. pages. Pages.
0: Love pages. Uh, I'm converting Love. from
1: five thousand um, count monster boxes to binders. So,
0: if you guys need pages, I do. Uh, I'm your I'm your Huckleberry. Um, Angela,
1: <laughs> Angela is actually talking about wanting to page all of her Ellen and Ginter sets because we got a good amount of 06, and I think we have the complete base sets anyway from 07 to like twelve. Yeah, I did the math, and it's like fifteen years worth of Ellen and Ginter to this year. And um, she's going to need 600 pages.
2: That's not it's that. a, How many 600? years? Of, get, get her started in 07. That's six boxes. 07, yeah. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, I, I guess yeah, if you count this year.
0: I have every well, almost every baseball and football set from 70 in baseball and 80 in football uh, from tops all binder and paged. Let me tell you, once I was able to get some hookup on pages, that helped. So let me know. I will pass on the goodness that I have to you. The shipping is going to be the thing, but we can work it out and get them to you. So let, let your brother know. I'll take care of you. On that. Ben, what's your favorite supply?
2: It's got to be pages. I put everything in pages, including relics, because you can get loose pages that, that fit thicker cards. I, throw I don't want to know load- about loose pages, you pack pervert. Hey-oh, hey-oh. No, I, pack pervert. I, I throw penny sleeves away. I throw top loaders away because I just have no use for them anymore. I've got so Many of them in my garage. If my wife knew how many I had, she would start dumping out. uh you my...
1: shipped to Dallas.
2: I'm actually going to take some to the next show, I think. And and if Tim has some space for me, I'll throw them on the floor and if somebody what wants. What you need
0: money, to do is put them in a in a put them in a um, large flat rate, fill it up, because the large flat rate is like 18 bucks to ship, and tell somebody, hey, you can have this for 20 bucks. I guarantee yeah. someone will buy it.
2: Yeah, I'm not shipping them out if it's costing me anything because it's no, no. Cost- but I'm saying
0: if you say you yeah, have all the, you make two dollars in. off of it. Yeah, buy yourself a buy yourself a Red Bull and uh, and have a good time. My favorite is Pages um, as well, but I want to say a one that, and Toploader is pretty there. Um, but one touches are coming up for me because uh, mm-hmm. in the last few years I have really had some fun with some one touches. I bet you have. Whoa, whoa, sometimes. Too touch. Um this was Ew. somebody had this somebody out on Twitter and I, and I don't remember who it was put out last week, put best ML MLB team power couple.
2: It was that clown Dan Brown Sports. We don't have to say
0: who it is. That guy's a knucklehead. We no, don't he have deserves, to say
2: he deserves to get called out for being an idiot.
0: Um so um Steph, Steph put two because he he went Ben and couldn't pick one, but I like it. So give me a Homer pick. So Steph's going to give us a Twins combo. Ben's definitely going to give us a Rangers, I mean, an A's combo. Triple,
1: triple, triple. And
0: uh, I'm going to do a, a Royals combo. And then just any other major league team, their teammates, because Steph's first two were, weren't teammates. They were just guys that Because he didn't address
1: it was he wanted only from it the says, same team. It says
0: MLB team power couple. Yeah, I added game. that. I added that. Nice oh. try. Well, that's what the notes say. So, uh, Steph, who is your homer pick for best team power couple?
1: Sure. Um, this is a photo from last year.
0: Are they still on Two the team? Two rooks
1: as it slowly loads. Uh, you got Cheech and Chong there. Uh, Arise and Astadillo.
0: So, Steph and Ast- in uh, Arise. rise.
1: Uh, yep, uh, because, one, Astadillo is just an amazing – not necessarily the greatest player. He's handsome. But uh, it's just one of those huge personality guys. Um, and I think Arise, much like a baseball prospectus, has him slated to win the batting title this year. Um, I, I think he has the talent to win one or two, three maybe in years come. Torrey Hunter said that with his plate discipline – um, he has an outside shot at 3K if he stays healthy.
0: That's nice. So, who's your MLB power couple? Not a homer pick.
1: I'd initially said uh, Trout and Harper just because uh, you know that we didn't. I didn't know you wanted them all on the same team, but uh, no, um, Trout and Adele. Young and old, younger and slightly young. <laughs> okay um because you can't go wrong with trout yeah
2: benny who's your homer pick first off i was pissed off and a lot of people were that he didn't put chapman and olsen on the list because he listed like 10 different couples right so chapman and olsen has to be on there and honestly
1: sorry to interrupt uh chapman printing plate just put one in today
2: nice send me the link because i might be interested um but Chapman also at least have to be in the conversation at some point. They're both, you know, gold glove winners on the ends. They're both power hitters. They, you know, anyhow, they should at least be in the conversation if you're listing 10, list 11. You have plenty of characters left. Um, I'm with Steph on the Angels, but I don't think Adele is the guy. He might not even play much this year. But, you know, Rendon is one of the the top stars in the game as well. And now that he's coupled with Trout. Uh, it would be hard to to find a power couple better than Trout and Rendon. Just if we're just counting the top two players from every team, all thirty teams, that's got to be the best. It's gonna be hard to find two that are better.
0: That's interesting. We all went Angels on on the non-homer team. Uh, I went Trout and Shohei. I'm telling it's because you, because
1: they're the hearts.
0: Yeah, uh, my homer pick: Salvi Perez and Alex Gordon, just because they. Are the two left over from the World Series teams. They've been there. They've built that up. And hopefully they can teach the next generation of Royals what it's like to live that Royal life. Get back to the Series. Uh, we have a Vintage Breaks $50 gift card giveaway. Now, because we, we're accepting any, any of our Twitter followers. Um, and then the subscribers from YouTube. And then anybody that's left us a review on iTunes um, in the since, since last week. Our, those are going to get two entries. So you could have a possible four entries. Uh, I'm just gonna run the list, but I wanted to give the show. I wanted to be on the show again and, and tell everybody this. So we're gonna run this on Friday uh, morning. I'm gonna do. I'll do a live video on of random.org. We'll, Ceno, good option. We'll put everybody uh, in there. Yeah, Nelson Cruz and, and Miguel Sanoa, the twins. That's a nice one. Um, you know, you also could put Cruz and Donaldson now,
1: right? Yep. Sanoa uh, and
0: Rain. Yeah. Um. I like that. That should be a car like Black & Decker right. or uh, Blue and & Black, Black and & Blue. Um, so so do those things. If you leave a review on iTunes, that's two entries. If you're already following us on Twitter or YouTube, you're good. Uh, but if you're not, do those two things, that's going to get you four. They have, that, they have that Mickey Mantle ball they're giving away. So we're trying to get it in by the 23rd, which is uh, when you'd have to spend that break credit. Uh, and so Shoot that... It. That's Sunday, so we're going to give away Friday, so it gives you a couple of days to get in. Uh, if not, they have tons of stuff going on. It was uh, Brizzo. Yes. I also thought of uh, Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant. Um, but, Homer it, Pig. Yeah, but does uh, Baez kind of beat one of them out, right? Radisson Russell? He beats everybody out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so hit us up on those and that way we'll we'll do I'll do it live and, and uh give that away. So that's live. pretty awesome. Remember our uh, awesome interview uh, with Layton last week and I I heard he was on um with Fat Packs this week. Or he's nice. going good. to be.
2: Good for him. Yeah, good, he's you know. A good guy.
0: Uh, any final thoughts before we head
2: out fellas? Yes sir. Yes, Bended. Okay. I I do. Yeah. I just want to throw a shout-out to a loyal listener named Matt. If you're on Twitter, you can follow him at 1986 Astros, 1986 Astros. Yes, he's an Astros fan, but he's still a good dude. Uh, He sent me a care package. He pulled a uh, vintage uh, uh, Ramon Laureano and said, hey, you want this? And I'm like, Mm. yeah. yeah." I asked him uh, what he wanted, and he said, just give me your address. He also threw in a negative from last year, or I I think it's uh, 2018, pardon me. Matt Chapman, and then he nice. threw in a couple of autos, uh, Gene Tennis auto, you know, in person from back in the day, and Eric Chavez, a uh, Todd Burns on a mother's cookie, which is pretty cool, and a Jim Todd. So that's stuff obviously I didn't have, which is neat. Um, threw in a couple of base cards as well, and, uh, you know, a couple of them were, were some uh, – um, or, or that might have been another package, sorry. I did give my son a couple cards last night to – we give him a maintenance inhaler every night, and uh, he always gives us a hard time, and we actually have to hold him down, and I gave him one of the cards. It was just a Lutravino base card, nothing special, but he was all excited. He's like, my card, my card,
1: and, I tried and,
2: Chip. And, and And he got an M&M, too, from mom. Mom gave him an M&M, dad gave him a card, and he calmed down just enough for us to give him his maintenance inhaler, so he was jazzed and for dad, you know, it's kind of cool. Your kid's all excited about getting the card and I put it in a top loader for him and he put it up on the TV, you know, that way he can go grab it when he wants to. And, but I want to thank Matt for throwing those cards my way. That's cool. That's pretty neat, especially coming from, uh, you know, somebody that you know didn't want anything, you know, the hashtag RAK random acts of kindness. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Steph, do you have anything before we head out tonight?
1: Uh, one brief one. Um, Tyler Wagner, formerly of the Rangers and Diamondbacks, currently, I think, with the Brewers. Um, I shared this this morning. And it goes along with that Trevor May video that I'd mentioned. Um, Athletes reaching out to players and uh, signing, especially with spring training coming up. Um, Him mentioning that, hey, he keeps picking up rainbow cards and sends them to them to have the athlete sign. And uh, I think that's great, uh, great outreach.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Love 34 that. cards. That's cool. Rainbows are, are so much fun to do. They're a real pain in the you should in cover the those butt. one of these days. Yeah. They're a real pain in the butt, but they're also really fun to, to go out and do. Now, you, you know, you're never going to get all of the one of ones. If you can get a one of one, then that, that feels really good.
2: Yeah. Um, yep. Real quick, cardboard icons. The hobby legend Ben McGuire and I. Had went back exactly. They had went back and forth on this a couple of weeks ago about what constitutes a rainbow, and I kind of told him for me anything twenty five and above because getting anything under twenty five is so hit or miss whether they even pop. For me, when I say I'm going to get the McGuire rainbow, it's everything on the checklist down to the, out of twenty five. Anything under that is awesome and wanted. But I don't have to have it to consider it the rainbow. Sure, it's not a full rainbow, but let's be honest. Like you said, are I we have getting a all rainbow
0: stuff? of pinning of pinning, printing plates for two different
2: people? Hmm. That's cool. Our, our friend Tanner Jones had four of uh by um, way, Bowman's pre- uh, Bryce Harper back in the day. You,
0: you real quick, did you see that uh, Saquon Barkley uh um booklet card he had that he got he had graded by Beckett? Yes. It came back in like an 8 by yeah. 10. Um I've seen a few of those. One. And it's like then just say you can't grade it, bro. Right. It's well, a booklet what... card that's in this giant It was ridiculous.
2: I'm a huge fan of The Office and there's the prank that that Jim pulls on Dwight when when they're making the the security badges and his is you know, huge with the the uh lamination security around risk. it. Yeah, he's like, I'm not a security risk. That's my first thought was, how huge is that? That's a security business risk.
0: Business cards the right. white made for everybody so they stood out. Yeah. Um, anyway, I remember, our, uh, we're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific,
1: 10 at Central,
0: on YouTube, everywhere. Uh, make sure to subscribe and follow our show on all platforms. We really appreciate that. Follow us on Twitter at About the Cards. Follow Ben at Our Trading Cards. Follow Steph at Junk Wax Twins. You can always follow me at Big Ship 79. Make sure you're following at Hobby Hotline. And you're coming and checking us out uh, every Saturday. Saturday,
1: yeah, 10 Central,
0: yeah. 10 Central, 8 a.m. It's early over here in the West Coast. We're gonna get our coffee in. Uh, so please make sure to share your hobby stories, great polls, and send your questions our way. Uh, keep collecting. Remember, we're gonna do a giveaway live on Friday morning, and we're also having a Pro Bowler, an NFL, actual NFLer, Pro Bowler on our show next week. So come and hang out with us then.